Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. The show about the reality docudrama that has centred an amorage in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the Bijou Caravan, that is Royfield Brown. And with me I have the Leaky Porter Cabin, that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our invasion of the Pickers, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumpty Dum, um, we brought it up from the past. It's those cute kids from the Arabian Gulf who use the archers as a tool to learn the Queen's English. So they do. Um, It's just so lovely and heartwarming. I think we'll be doing this to death in the next few weeks, Luce. Why is no one sending them in? In a nutshell. Come along! Chop, chop! Get dumpty dumming! You all hum it along. You may as well just record yourself while you're, just, while you're at it. Exactly. Now, the thing is, right, if we get, let's say, an average seven calls a week, to say mm-hmm. on average, right, really, we should be having seven dumpty dums a week. Because we you should. do your call, and then at the end, you just do a dumpty dum. Yeah. There's no reason not to. No. Arguably, it's harder to do the call than it is the dum-de-dum. Because you've got to think of something to say. But there's people get all funny about singing in public, don't they? They could tap a dum-de-dum, hum a dum-de-dum. We're not expecting, you know, Kathleen Ferrier or anything. Who? Oh, old opera singer. It's fine. Right. I just don't see the reason why people don't do it. I'm actually, it's actually getting upsetting now. Just saying. But if somebody wants to not upset me, Lucy, how can they do that? (laughs) 
It's very hard to not upset you when you're in some moods. <laughs> if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum and cheer Royfield up, leave it a plot prediction or pretend that 65 million pigs all crammed into one room are not going to smell, then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Uh, thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and personal pension tips. Uh, and for the Dumpty Dogs, Shedcoat for sponsoring us, Shambridges for last week. Thank you very much, Harriet. And Derek, there in the back bedroom. I was talking to Derek uh, mm. earlier about my Yorkshire holiday that I was on last oh, week. Yeah. It was very lovely. Mm. Uh, he's given me some tips for next time. Is it he Scarborough? That... No, it was uh, in the Yorkshire Dales near Ooh, Halls. Nice. Nice. <gasps> he said uh, the best view in the Dales, is to be found at the top of Lord Hereford's knob, but it makes your legs <laughs> ache the next day. Oh, what you like, you. <laughs> now, Lucy. Yes. On this week's episode, we have calls from Claire from Clapham, who says it should be homes for all. Uh, Robert Wilson, who agrees with Toby. Lord Louise, who loves a bit of Lily. Andrew Horn, who wants the number of Lillian's builder. And, 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 Goddess Diva, she's back. He wants to have a few words with our Lillian. But <laughs> first, before the caller in us, top bit of the show, missed you last week, Lucy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, show ain't the same without your monologue. You know, it, it, don't get me wrong, right? Shambridge's was all rather good, right? But you know what? This is your time to shine. It's Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. <laughs> Tom is still banging on about fermented foods. No, I'm sorry, you can call it kefir and kimchi all you like, but fermented food is still compost. <laughs> Lillian had a fantastic time leaping around in a leather cat suit, pretending to be Purdy from the Avengers with the speed gun. Gemma Hawkins and Leroy were both going caught too slow, but that's because they caught sight of Lillian and drove into the hedge. Apparently, we are now calling Open Farm Sunday OFS or Fun Farm Sunday, which is FFS, much more appropriate. Freddie had a bad algebra test. It wasn't the equations he couldn't do. He couldn't remember the order of the ABC bit. Pip is now living <laughs> at Lower Loxley. She is sharing the writing desk with Titcombe. Over at Barrow, Justin is going to fill it with 15,000 tonnes of pig shit and a can of haze the size of a Trident missile. Krusty says there'll be a storm of protest. To paraphrase Victoria Wood, people will go... Mwah. Chris silently won the Wingle Sicket. Alice, who has now included mass catering for the pickers in her never-ending job description had a couple of WKDs and started telling everyone about the Barrow in the BL board meeting. Most women get a bit pissy boots, tell people they've always been very fond of them, start ranting about something that happened in 1982, attempt to redo their eyeliner and have a bracing chat with themselves in the mirror of the ladies, feel a bit icky and go home. Not start recounting dates and board meeting agenda items. Mm. Tracy Horobin is back. Yay! She has scented young blood and is prowling around the village, slavering. <laughs> I am anticipating a John Archer Sharon situation with Freddie Pargita. It's odd when she popped up. Neil and Susan both said casually, oh, hello, Tracy. It still comes as a surprise to me that the characters don't say, bloody hell, Tracy, where the hell have you been? We haven't seen you for about six months, but we did hear mm -hmm. you on Dumpty Dum a couple of weeks back. Kenton was in great spirits, having been allowed to blow the fluff out of his loud hailer, play appalling music over and over again and commentate on the Wingle Sicket, while admitting that he doesn't actually know anything about cricket. Being offered a million pounds for a field in Bridge Farm even perked Pat up briefly. She might invest in something frivolous 
like a rotary washing line. With typical <laughs> bridge farm archer eccentricity, Justin came over and waved to check at them. And rather than snatching it with a scream of delight, they started telling him anecdotes about nitrate fertilizer. Oh, bridge farm, never knowingly normal. They're going to have trouble with Helen, who is already ranting on about the pig poo factory. Oh, all anyone cares about is jobs, she said crossly. Well, yes, people that aren't set to inherit a farm do tend to worry about that kind of thing, Helen, yes. In other news from the overprivileged, you can spot rich people as they never know when it's bank holiday. Justin didn't have a clue. Tobes has decided that he cannot see Pip after all. There she is, look over there. It was all very <laughs> bewildering. Last week, she said that he kept texting her. Then this week, he said she was texting him. I've just realised it sounds like Vicky Pollard. No, but yeah, but he was like texting her and she got well pissed off. And then he made her stop in the tractor and she was giving him evils. And then he got well jealous because of Todd. And she was only like speaking to him. And that's so anyway or nothing. So also, he doesn't seem able to speak to her within the hours of daylight. For the third time, he woke Pip up in the middle of the night. If anyone wakes me up in the middle of the night for stupid reasons, they're lucky to emerge with their knackers intact. But she seems remarkably sensible about it. So what do we have to look forward to? There are a number of storylines brewing away in a bucket like Tom's fermented foods. Will Lillian turn out to be Justin's new PA and stop being paid for simply putting out? Will Pip start to miss Toby now he said he's not interested? How long will it be before Anisha whips out Lily's eye? And thanks to Justin Elliott, a massive pile of poo. But then we always have that. It is the Archers after all. The end. That was awesome. Your Matt <laughs> Lucas is on point. <laughs> oh my god do that again do that like that there is something or anything or nothing that's what makes me laugh i watched the american one uh-huh. uh when they had when they tried to translate vicky pollard into american mm-hmm. and they had a, a, a summer camp and uh and, and and it was like a drugs counseling camp and they were saying why why you know why are you here and they talked to a californian girl and she said well you know i've been feeling a little bit lost and i was experimenting with drugs and da, 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 da. and then they said what about you vicky and she said it's not i've only tried drugs like once for eight years <laughs> <laughs> but david williams was absolutely brilliant as a as a as a californian drugs counselor he was absolutely excellent oh. But yes, that's how I spent my morning. Half past five this morning, I was practicing Vicky Pollard impressions in well, bed. That was time well spent. Well <laughs> spent. Well done. Bravo to you, madam. And then you ended it in, in soap style. I did. What will happen next? Will we? It's a bit like, was it on the Muppets? Pigs in space. When they had, will no. this happen? No. Or will that happen? Or was that? Well, was that? yeah, but it was the, famously, it was soap. The uh, late 1970s American uh, uh, comedy sitcom. Oh. Yeah, that's what they. That's what they did. Yeah. Well, other people, other other shows have actually copied it, but yeah, it was. I. You know what, Luce? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm standing up. I I really enjoyed that this week. <laughs> now, shall we crack on with the caller in Because I know you've got somewhere you need to be. I have. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who's first? Shall we do Goddess Diva first? Goddess Diva, you seem to be recording from the bottom of a bucket again. I'm not Mm. sure what you're doing. You also sound quite tired. So you'll have to focus, listeners. Strain your little luggles. (laughs) 
of herself uh, but you know if you're going out with somebody who left their wife for you it must be very hard not to you know wonder who is next on the old conveyor belt and i think that's what she's doing but it's not very dignified is it mm. um it's not very it shows a massive lack of self-confidence but then lillian wouldn't be lillian if she was self-confident a lot of her eccentricity and her slightly off the wallness is because of her self her lack of self-confidence isn't it she's sort of a bit well but but she but she portrays such great bravado there doesn't she mm, you know yeah. outwardly she's got it all going on she's the center of attention she would be a great party host etc etc um you know things gravitate to her, people gravitate to her in a, in a social setting but i just think i wouldn't say that she lacks confidence i just say she's actually just pretty human when she has her quiet moments we all think we're a bit mm. crappy really don't we yeah you know, and that we're all putting on a front yeah yeah um it's just <sighs> jealousy is never a good look is it Mm. It makes you feel shit. It makes the person you're feeling jealous of feel shit. Nobody comes out of it well. It's it's just a really uncomfortable thing, and it's horrible, and it sort of tears people in. I think it turns people inside out, really. Um, but you know, she's got she's got good reason. As you know, she can't forget what Miranda said because Miranda, what Miranda said was absolutely right. When you marry the you know when you marry the mistress, mistress you create a vacancy, and and uh, you know who will it happen again? Is 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 Justin so enamoured of Lillian that he is prepared to sacrifice all others? I'm not sure. The only thing I'd say about all of this, and that's not to say that when you, um, you know, when the mistress steps up to be be the wife, there's a vacancy. I think that's a, a very uh, neat and, and, and cute, is it aphorism? But anyway, whatever. Mm. Right, it's kind of perfect. He's not getting any younger, is he? All right, and it's got to come a point when you just slow down. Just like the, you know, like Brian, you yeah. know, he's, he's not worrying any of the young yeah, women anymore. Yeah, but did you hear him talking to Anisha and to Pip? There was a real hello thing when he said to Pip, "Hello, are you all dolled up?" And it was, <laughs> and then said to me, we went all hello talking to Anisha as well, and I thought, "Oh, Brian, put it away, hide it behind your crevasse or something, for God's sake." Mm, all right. You know, it doesn't. In my experience, they don't get any better as they get older. No, but no, but they just don't have the ability to do what they used to do when they were younger. When they're older, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. You know, the mind might be willing, but the flesh isn't when you hit a certain age, when you're a gentleman. You well, I, it's very brave of you, Royf, to, 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 to talk about this, because I, I know it's a difficult issue for a lot of men. And I'm, I'm very proud of you for talking about <laughs> Oh, you bitch. <laughs> that was just between us. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Shall the we... lift not going to the top floor anymore, Royf. <laughs> No. <laughs> I the Isle of Man or whatever it was. <laughs> now I'm definitely Mullock Tyre. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> right. After you just destroyed me uh, sexually, uh, shall we move on to the next call? 
Well, yes, by 10.54 on a Monday morning, I have destroyed Roy Field sexually. Hurrah! <laughs> Goals. Um, Andrew Horn. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. I know I haven't called in for a while, but that's because I haven't been inspired. I have been listening both to The Archers and Dumpty Dum. So a couple of thoughts from the recent weeks. Um, we've seen a lot of Pip the Martyr. So I think she is well practicing. Um, she's picked up the genes from her aunt and she's practicing to take over from Shula in a few years. But um, she's a certainly, uh, certainly got that one taped. Um, now, Toby, I saw someone mentioned the uh, the uh, we can't be friends and that conversation as a as possibly a sign of Toby maturing. Um, and I read it completely the other way. For me, it just underlines his complete lack of any emotional maturity. The fact that he cannot um, be, remain friends or in the same room and, and Pip or same village, Pip has to avoid him. Um, come on, Toby, grow a pair. Um, and, and final quick point, Lillian's, I know she's in the trade. She's got uh, she's got lots of uh, lets, but even so, to find a builder available to do a bathroom in two weeks um, at no notice, um, they're either rubbish or you've got some serious photos and can pull yourself to the front of the queue. Anyway, that's it for me at the moment. Um, keep up the good work, everyone, and I'll see if I can arrange some drinks over the summer in London. I'll speak to you all soon. Bye. Yes. Well, not only can he start within two weeks, this builder, this mm. mythical builder of which we have heard uh, tell, but he can also do the entire... Tiling alone takes about 10 days. How the hell they're going to do all this stuff? And do, do you know Lillian is getting right up my nose at the moment? Mm. She's kidding herself completely that she's happy. Well, I really hope she's kidding herself. That she's happy, you know, piddling on about... That's more Jenny's style, tiddling on about what sort of bloody bath to get and what colour tiles and what, you know. That's not Lillian. Yeah, but she is a property yeah, but, developer. Yeah. Come on. Right? Yeah. And, it, you know, and she's going to have... Uh, bear in mind, she did dress the dower house for, uh, for Justin as well. So, actually, she's got an eye for this type of stuff. And professionally, <laughs> she should know what the hell she's talking about because she's been developing... Uh, properties via Amside, so well, she's going to be. Glad you remembered because she hasn't clearly got a clue. <laughs> that's what she's supposed to be. You might want to drop her a line and nudge her. Mm. I, I just find I find it really tedious in real life, and I find it really really tedious on the Archers interior decoration. Ugh. I had a builder you know what, once Lucy, who was. I couldn't what? disagree with you more. What you I like? Love, this I love interiors. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I adore it. And has this happened? you become impotent <laughs> right okay right you're, you're using the platform Fine. of the, of the our podcast to spread fake news <laughs> <laughs> you're working for putin or something <laughs> go on you you were about you were about to say i once had um a builder guy working here who um He's a lovely, he's a friend of a friend. He's a lovely, lovely bloke. Uh, but he's a real perfectionist. And I really don't care very much. And he said, which way round do you want your paving slabs? Do you want them east to west or north to south? And mm -hmm. I said, I don't care. And he looked really 
really upset as if I'd physically been very rude as if I'd actually directly been extremely rude to him or thumped him or something mm-hmm. and I said what what's the matter and he said you can't not care and I said oh I'm sorry well I don't I don't I don't mind and he said no you have to have an opinion on this so I said well which way round would you have them if they were in your house and he said east to west and I said well that sounds marvelous and let's do that <laughs> but and then he was quite happy again but the idea that, you know, people care that much about taps. And I know she said it's because you can fit both people in if you. Um, mm. If I love that Jennifer's. Oh, Lillian. <laughs> love that. <laughs> when you can't have a bath together. Oh, Lillian. You could, I, I doubt. I doubt Jenny's even seen Brian wash, brush his teeth. Um, uh, <laughs> but it, it, yeah. I, and I just find it really difficult to get interested in and even less interested on the bloody radio. No, 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 no. This stuff's important, Lucy. It's very oh, important. It's, it's very important. Even like the colour of grout, you know, your grouting. Oh, you know, God. it's all important. You know, depending on what the colour of the tile is, the colour of the grout makes such a massive difference. Now, I've got a dilemma for you, right? Because you're a pinko socialist do-gooding tree hugger, aren't you? Yeah. Right, right, right. So... You believe you believe you believe in the rehabilitation of uh, of crims. Yeah, you don't want to just like, throw away the key. Hang on, hang on. I don't remember saying that. But oh, yes, well, it, well, it follows. It follows that okay. you believe that we all can be rehabilitated, right? That that you know, man is not inherently evil. Yeah, I do. Yes, I believe man is not inherently evil. All right, so. Um, friend of mine was t- telling Peggy. me this story. Is that Peggy? Well, of course. You know, even uh, Tichy Knob, but not Peggy. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> a friend of mine was saying, right? So um, she has to. Uh, she's got needs some work doing on her place, and uh, she got three quotes. Yeah. One of them by uh, was recommended by a neighbour. Um, you know, one of these builders that kind of came round. And uh, his quote was like way out the ballpark. I thought not going to have that. One was it felt a little bit too cheap. Then this lovely guy turned up, and it was a quote that was in the middle. And he's recommended by the neighbour, so I decided, I decided to go with him. Saw the neighbour a co- couple of days later, and said, "I'm going to go with Percy, the bloke, the bloke that you decided." Right now, this work is um, um, some steps up to a door. Um, it's going to take about three days. You know, it's proper proper work that need, need, that needs doing. She's going to have to have a couple of days off work, she says. But maybe I can swing swing the last day, and that you know, trust him by then. He can walk in and out the house, make himself cups of tea, get water for his cement, blah blah blah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Said so. She said, I decided to go and email him and tell him he's got the gig, and mm. then. Whilst I was on the computer, I thought, let me just go on to, is it Rate a Tradesman or whatever? So I put his name into Google, came up. It's only been done in 2006 for um, indecent exposure whilst building. <gasps> whilst building? <laughs> yeah, whilst. He was working for somebody, uh, doing building work, and he was walking around in, in the buff. No. And she what said... Oh, Percy. <laughs> Well, that was my name for him, just to protect his <laughs> identity, Lucy. John Thomas, we'll call him, <laughs> <laughs> And she said, you couldn't have met a nicer man. And then she said, but it was 2006. So she said, I was just kind of shocked. He says, you know, I'm a single woman. I'm going to be trapped in my house with, with, with this 
beast. Yeah, naked builder. So she said, you know, I marched round to the neighbour and said, how well do you know Percy? And it's the the, the (laughs) neighbour looked sheepishly. Really well. (laughs) She went, oh, have you been on Google? (laughs) (laughs) Now, what would you do in this situation, Lucy? I'd employ him, but I'd say you keep your clothes on, mush. And you, so you would confront it and say, I know that you were done yeah. 11 well, years ago for indecent exposure. And, and you give him a quick, give him a quick Google first, I'd say. Yes. I don't think anybody goes for any job nowadays without expecting someone to have checked them out. Mm. I'm so with you. you no, I'm with you. And she actually has given him the job, but she doesn't know how to approach the subject of the nudity. Right. So... If you, good listener, have any suggestions, he's not going to start until late Apply June. Apply him with a uniform and say, in this house, wear full <laughs> body suit at all times. <laughs> she was just beside herself. <laughs> she said, when I went round to the names, he knew exactly when. How well do you know? My <laughs> have you been Googling? Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by why you'd build in the nip, though. Well, well, I suppose it'd be very hot, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, but, but at least come he's on. doing something. It's not like he's, you know, he's a he's an IT engineer in the nude. That would be weird. I think, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think this is maybe one for the Witherspoons of this world because there's obviously something deep seated when he wants the the freedom of breeze on his on his nether regions, nether yeah. regions, but also he wants to be spotted. Yes. That's the thing, isn't it? Definitely an exhibitionist. Yeah, you know, so... Maybe a big trowel or something. Um, uh, We had a plumber come here once and um, there was something, he was doing something in the bathroom and he said, um, could you, could could I actually just use the loo? So I said, yes, of course. And he said, it's just, he said, I know it's ridiculous, but every time I hear the sound of running water, I have to pee. He said, it's oh, a nightmare you are being joking. a plumber. Oh, no. Joe, <laughs> Luke, no, I'm not having that. Oh, stop it. <laughs> All the stupid careers to pick. <laughs> and it's a nightmare. Must have a bloody bladder like the size of Scotland. Anyway. Are we still on Andrew Horn? I don't know what we're on now. We are, uh, Andrew, uh, Horn. Uh, can, Andrew Horn. Yeah, can I just say, I actually disagree with him about whether toby's been uh mature or not and really we should this is a, this is a, a lucy line now can we play robert wilson's call next to andrew horns that's just what i was going to say <laughs> because they disagree with each other hello dumpty dummers it's naked fingers here i'm calling at my new regular time of just after sunday lunch and it's been quite a late Sunday lunch. I've still got a glass of red wine with me, though. Ah, claret today. Now, I thought I'd ring in with um, a confession, a revelation, indeed. And that is that I agree with something Toby has done. Now, Toby was mooning about, and he was trying to get back in Pip's knickers, and quite frankly, who knew why? But he has seen the light. He's decided to cut off all communication with her, the Facebook, the Twitters, blocking her mobile number. Just stop mooning about after her and get on with the rest of your life. And that's what he's decided to do. Uh, So good on you, Toby. I'd have done the same. You don't need her. 
She doesn't need you. And maybe you'll bugger off to Brighton eventually. In the meantime, we'll just have to stick to you, Porn. It's done wonders for me. Bye-bye. Oh, sorry. Bollocks. Andrew says that um, Tobes needs to grow a pair. Now, one thing that I've realised in the last three years of uh, going on life's uh, wondrous journey, Lucy, is that relationships never really end anymore, unless they end spectacularly badly. Oh! Yeah, unless they end spectacularly... Going to disagree now. Right. Now, because of all... Because of uh, smartphones and social media... We all kind of keep tabs on our exes now in a way we that we don't have to. We yeah. choose to listen. Listen to me. Listen. To, I haven't finished. Right. And generally, <laughs> unless things have, you know, ended spectacularly badly, there's a there's a period of kind of like perder where you go, right, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm, I don't wanna see your your messages, your group posts or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it, it kind of, you know, filters, they filter slowly back in, you know, but at a low level, right? And I think it's quite natural, though Toby did it in a, I would say, somewhat of a pathetic way. Actually, what he's done makes complete and utter sense. Just yeah. to say, you know what, please don't text me and whatever. Mm. I'm, you know, don't even say that. Just block the number. Just block the number. So, they, so you don't even know when they're trying to call you. And stuff because it makes the healing process a dance site quicker um, if you do that you know you don't have to declare it in the way that he did so I don't agree with you Mr. Mr. Andrew Horn uh, and and actually um, I agree with Mr. Robert Wilson here just say yeah yeah me too absolutely there is a very good uh, I have a friend who over the last year has been trying to extricate herself from an affair mm-hmm. and um she has used we we walk the dog together and have kind of um uh, regular up weekly updates on how she's how she's doing and how she's feeling and um have you ever walkie talked her n- no that's oh, a bit oh that that's yes. to come yeah All well right. ah, that would be mm. tricky. anyway um she uh has been the only thing that worked for her was doing this thing called the no contact rule which is uh, beloved of american divorcees all over the shop but it it, um, it does seem to work. They say, you know, for, for I think it's a month for every year you were together or something, something like that. Um, you just have no contact whatsoever, no checking social media, no accidentally bumping into them, no going out with friends who know them that might update you, no contacting members of their family, no birthday cards. Even if their parent dies, you don't send them a card, you know, absolutely nothing. Because, and partly it that's that's sort of um it, it's interesting when you read stuff like Jane Austen you know it's people were having to wait five days for a letter mm. so everything slowed down everything has speeded up now to such an extent that if we don't if we text somebody we're interested in and we don't get a reply within 10 minutes you start thinking oh bastard you know but but imagine i've just wait that long or someone goes away and you don't know how long they've gone for and it could be six months um and i've got myself lost in my own sentence here no no you've made complete nothing sense basically it's all speeded up to such an extent that i I would say sped up I'm a sped up type of person. Yes, you mean correct. Yes, mm. um, but sort of, we've all got that. Kind imagine of, that me correcting you. I know. Good <laughs> heavens. <sighs> um, 
that's kind of in, the need for instant gratification now instant i want to know what they're doing i want to know what's going on i, I need to know otherwise there's the fear of missing out i've lost i've lost contract contact i've lost a i've 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 lost my hook into someone else's life and mm. the only way to do it i think is to is is to do that absolutely just cut off everything because how can you possibly, you know, comfort zones are so strong in your brain and your need to sort of go back to old patterns is so unbelievably strong. You really have to, if you give your brain a chance of crawling back to where it used to be, it will go. And and you have to sort of physically stop it. And I think, I think, um, I agree, you did it in a typically knobheady, let's blame everyone else sort of way, a Toby sort of way. But uh, I think he's doing absolutely the right thing for mm. once. Absolutely. Absolutely. The only thing... <clears throat> sorry. The only thing um, I would add to that is you saying that everything has sped up now is that it does mean that actually you can kind of get over somebody a little bit quicker than maybe you could in, in the 18th or the early 19th century where people would literally go into mourning for the rest of their lives, you know, at the end of a relationship yes. and, yeah. and always yeah. refer back to it. Yeah. Whereas now it is a bit like, you know, well, they've gone, there'll be another person yeah. around the corner anytime <laughs> soon. Yes. You know. Swipe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you, you swipe, you swipe right, you swipe left and then, you know, somebody comes in... Uh, exit stage right or whatever the heck it is but anyway yes so uh we agree that we disagree with with you andrew horn because uh you're wrong and and robert wilson mr naked fingers uh you is right who is going to be doing a show with you soon lucy (laughs) and i tell you what there's a certain amount of indecent clamoring from the dumby dum listeners for this to happen you bastards, all of you. It's like, oh, I forget who who's actually said it on the Twitters, but she said, yes, Royfield, give the listeners what they want. Oh, that's mean. To be fair, didn't actually say give them Royfield, everything, you know, but, but yeah, but that was the sentiment. Yeah. Goodness, he's rather popular, isn't he? It seems to be his ability to say the word bollocks in a very... Uh, uh, which he does explain on the Twitters. It's about the plosiveness of the B. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well done, Mr. Naked Fingers. And the chinking of the glass. That always makes me laugh. Yeah. I'm well, on Claret today. I love <laughs> the little updates. <laughs> probably means I can wander off into the dum dum sunset. No. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about me and more about the Call Rinneras. Who's next, Lucy? Lord Louise. Hello, Lucy, Royfield, and a belated hello from last week to Harriet, and of course, hello to all the amazing contributors to Dumpty Dum. Lord Louise here. I hope the sound quality of my call is better this week, and I'm sorry if it's not. Please do let me know. First of all, I love the talk from last week's Dumpty Dum of Ambridge character decor. I'm with Royfield that Adam and Ian have some Maplethorpe pieces around the house, but I believe they're in a tasteful coffee table book of highly artistic male nudes through the ages, not hung up on the wall, but instead safely tucked away on shelf in the bedroom, possibly with a paperback Tom of Finland collection beside it, shelf spine down by Adam. It's just a guess. My favorite part of this week was the laser-like focus and irrefutable logic at work, clearly demonstrating that Susan is the Sherlock Holmes of gossip, a deductive genius worthy of her own gossip-based detective show spin-off, which I would love to listen to. And I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but I really like Lily. I know she's obnoxious in so many ways, 
but I think she's complicated and strong and driven and clever and learning and flawed and fun. And she's going to be even more of a firecracker as she goes out in the world on her own. I'm excited to see what she does next. And finally, Friday's episode was a poignant reminder in the form of a hurt and confused Jill that while we're each fighting our emotional battles and caught up in our inner wars, it's too easy to let the people we care about go from innocent bystander to victim. Everyone is the hero of their own story, and it takes a great deal of compassion to not become the inadvertent villain. That's all for now. Thanks again for everything, and rock and roll. Lord Louise, I could not disagree with you more. I want to pull <laughs> Lily's head off and make her eat it. She is awful. She's also, she's like a jigsaw person that's been put together by seven different scriptwriters. I... I get no sense of one whole person. Mm. She's like Hermione sodding Granger on Harry Potter. Mm. Well, and look how she's turned out. Emma Watson is a, a, a fine actress and, 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 a, and a beautiful beautiful lady. So that's not a bad place, bad person to be. Character. I know what you meant. But now, you know, one minute she's all about feminism, the next minute she's insisted on covering Pippin's slap. You know, well, who just gives isn't me 10 that, minutes. Isn't that the modern young woman? She's got that really irritating voice. Um, the, yes, the modern she, young woman. She goes... <laughs> she goes... She, you're just bitter. She goes, um, you know, wiggling in to go and interfere with, with what Elizabeth's buggered up for getting to order those flowers. And, and she sorted it out. That. So she's, she's oh, efficient. Like great, her? great communication skills. I tell you what I do like about Lily Pargett, her that she's actually very different from all the other women, young women on there. She is different. She isn't a farmer. So you can't, you can't, you can't, can't imagine her with you know dirt under her fingernails etc um she feels like she's actually from another show and actually (laughs) being able to differentiate her from the other nice young white middle-class ladies i think this is not a bad move for her to have painted her out in such a way to be fleshing her out in such a way i i'm actually starting to like her as a character as a person i wouldn't like her at all but you know she's not in my life uh, telling me what to do L- listening <laughs> to my radio six times a week fine boys <laughs> <You know? laughs> i can't bear it what she just sounds like half of the young women in middle england she doesn't sound like anyone i know really no well you go to you go to some of the uh, you know not that I no, go she to does, these places. Actually. She sounds like, yeah, no, mm. she, yeah, she sounds like a lot. You of go to some, <laughs> in inverted commas, wine bar in Chelsea, yeah. right? You yeah. know, and there's a whole load of women that sound like yeah. her. Yeah. Mm. Uh, can I just say, Lord Louise, um, you're probably right about the Maplethorpes. Um, now, I do like a naked male torso on my wall. I've got a big one above my bed. You, you remember that, don't you, Lucy? You've got a naked male torso above your bed. Yeah, not not a real one, decapitated. <laughs> in a picture frame. Why? Because it's a it's a Roman Greco statue in oh, a picture okay. and yeah, but it isn't a, a naked male torso. And and here's the thing, I actually do have they obviously, you know, prints everybody. A couple of little maple thorps as well. There's this one of this uh, black gentleman who's um, sturdily built, shall we say. 
right? He's, he's, he's all in proportion, Lucy, right? But it's actually really tastefully done. Now, when I started Airbnb, and I had this up on my wall. Why have you got that on your wall? Because I've got loads of things on my wall. I like art and design. You know this, Lucy. Come on. All right. I've got that. Because Maplethorpe is an, is an amazing photographer. And I've got that on my wall. I've got 1950s. I've got a Betty Page poster. I've got all manner of things on my wall. And the thing is, it's not even that big. It's not even that big. It's like A4 size. Hang on. What are we talking about? Oh, the painting is... Okay, right. No, I... Because you... No, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm just saying, right, I've got um, a black the cover of the Black Panther book on my wall, the cover of Vogue on my wall. I've got a whole load of things. It's, that is not a centrepiece. When I started Airbnb and out my place, about the third or the fourth guest in, I, I walked in after they checked out my picture had gone and i went what's going on there and me buddha me me buddha head had, had disappeared i only realized when i looked back at their their messages they were devout christians from omaha oh. and yeah and they'd remove <laughs> the buddha and just turn the picture around and and listen the, the the picture actually was not at all uh, pornographic, and, and you couldn't see his member or anything. But he actually was um, a, a beautifully uh, built uh, black guy, and the, sh- and the shades of grey with the background and on his skin were just absolutely beautiful. You couldn't see anything uh, rude on his body, but he was obviously naked, and it was just too much for them. That and the Buddha, they just took them down. Just saying. Oh dear. Mm. Yeah. Not very no. tolerant. They should have turned the other cheek. <laughs> hey, well done. You're good. We're on form <laughs> today. Um, so we've done Lord Louise. We've done Andrew Horn, Robert Wilson. Lord Lord Louise also Jill. She was talking about Jill feel uh, that odd little fit that Jill had about um, that she felt Krusty was having a go at her. Mm. Is this? Do we think this is the onset of some sort of dementia? Because Jill is behaving very oddly and she's taking violent offence at things that no one else seems to be... To be fair to Jill, to be fair to Jill, Krusty wasn't half going on. She's got a bee, know, she's yeah, got yeah, a bee yeah, in her yeah, bonnet yeah, at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, she really has taken on the mantle of... Of Linda. Of yeah. Linda. And... But she's... Krusty's like Linda was when she first came to the village. I mean, Linda sort of didn't understand why she wasn't allowed to just walk all over the fields or, yeah. uh, you know, why she had to keep her dog on the lead or anything like that. And Krusty's kind of that sort of level of um, evangelical mm. animal rights and well, everything over it, commercial concerns. I, I did think to myself, my initial thought was, well, this is kind of post um, miscarriage, you know, I'm... I'm sensitive to the world and, mm. and, and to the the planet Gaia type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, because she's gone through this kind of tremendous loss. But then she did come in being an eco-warrior, didn't she? It's kind yeah. of been forgotten about. So actually she... Well, she reversed... trashed the field with Yeah, Thomas. yeah, yeah. That's and uh, all the GM crops and stuff. So she's actually just reverting back to type, isn't she? She's always yeah. been this big eco-warrior, yeah. but it's just been lost in all the, the Tom sausages and... Uh, um helen helen rescuing etc so yeah mm. but yeah i just think she's over the top and i think you know jill she's been a farmer's wife all of her life uh and there was somebody basically attacking 
mm-hmm. um, the notion of making even toppence out out of you know tilling tilling the land and uh... but she said everybody had been having a go at her and the only other person that had had a go at her was was pip who refused to sort through pictures with her mm. but pip was in a bad mood because of toby you know he just seemed she seemed to be acting and she keeps sort of crying to david all the time as well well let's like her some no it's totally like her, her and david it's a, a, too close mm. you know you know, Shula and her aren't as close as her and David. Ditto yeah. Elizabeth. Let, let, don't even bother mentioning Kenton in the same breath. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think she sees a lot of feeling our David. You know? This weird, yeah. weird relationship. <laughs> I'll say no more. I think it's just weird. <laughs> um, Claire from Clapham now. Hi there, Dumpty Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here. And as one of the many listeners to The Archers and to also Dumpty Dum, who works in affordable housing, uh, feel only obliged to comment on the scheme that's been proposed this week um, by Justin. Now, I've already gone off on Twitter about this, but um, if no one's proposed housing on that site before, and I'm willing to bet, I've been looking at the maps, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be outside what's called the village envelope. Um, thereby, it's not within the existing settlement and it will be a rural exception site. So it should be mainly for affordable housing, never mind a little bit of affordable housing. Um, and also, if you look around the village, all the people who need affordable housing in Cambridge work at Bridge Farm. So you've got Jazza, he needs a place to stay. Um, and you've got uh, Clary, and you've also got Ed and Emma. I know Emma's not a Bridge Farm employee, but she does work and in the tea shop at Bridge Farm. And then there'll be um, Johnny as well, as he grows up. Um, so would it make more sense for Pat and Tony to develop some kind of scheme where they can have more control and maybe do them as tied cottages or something? Um, and for that, I would definitely recommend a community land trust where they could hold the affordable housing in perpetuity uh, and it's a much better deal for the village and the, the the loser in that is the landowner they get less money for the land but if they weren't planning to sell the land in the first place to be honest they'd do better to re- ensure that their employees are well housed um, I'd love to see a community land trust set up there and then Justin can get the old heave ho and he can see a development go up and he doesn't make any money out of it ha huh, that would be good However, sadly, I suspect that there'll be some long drawn out battle. There'll be promises of affordable housing. It'll be stuff that no one can afford uh, or they'll get screwed out of it in the end and they'll claim viability issues. Um, And then everyone will be completely jaded. I'd be really sorry to see that happen. I think Pat and Tony have got more sense than just to sell out for a big amount of money uh, and they'd do better long term with a community land trust. Really hope they go down that route. Anyway, keep up the good work. All the best. Bye. Social housing, homes for all. Rah, rah, rah. Yes, I still don't believe that Justin is going to make any of them social housing. I think he's going to make them all into hideous executive cottages and they're all going to be 85 billion pounds and Lillian will probably buy most of them as an investment opportunity and then rent them out. It is a brilliant strategy of, uh, of our Justin. 
Right, so I'm going to create jobs in the village. There might be smelly, uh, mucky jobs, but I'm going to create jobs. And also I'm going to create homes. And you know what? They kind of go together, everybody. So, um, you know, I can be a champion over here with the yeah. homes thing, right? Yeah. And if you're going to piss me off, you're not yeah. going to get the homes if I don't get... If you want get... somewhere to live, exactly. you better like the pigs. Now, can I just say, this is one of the genius, lovely things about our, our community, in that Claire from Clapham... Now, I think I can safely say she's a bit of a mate and a mucker now, right? And I, and I did say to you some weeks ago that I had on Friday 15, and yeah. she is some chief executive big wig of the housing association associations of, of england or something or another yeah. and so she knows about this stuff right so uh dear listener if you'd like to hear how much claire knows about this stuff go on to friday 15 uh, it's a few weeks back and she talks about this stu stuff in depth and um it, it's very good uh so that's all i've got to say um over to you now lucy i've done an advert i've done a plug <laughs> um, I do think regardless mm. of the housing and regardless of that whole storyline I do think that he would have to build a hell of a lot of houses at really rock bottom prices for me to be able to forgive factory farming of pigs I love pigs they are my favourite animal and I've always wanted to have my really? own pig yes. more favourite than an elephant yes than a lion oh no yes really yes i, love I, I, I would really really like to have my own pig in the garden do you like sausages yes mm. and streaky bacon yes yeah um so how do you I'd... square those two things then being so intelligent well, but you like eating their flesh and we're sensible like that oh, um okay but i just think that to to and I I do agree with 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 Cust, with uh, Krusty, um, uh, you know tree hugger as she is, but that to keep an animal as intelligent as that and with as many needs as that in a hideous and I know they're saying the welfare and then the welfare kind of basically just means that they're they're not in actual physical pain. Um, you know it's and that their stress levels aren't that high but uh you know they're just such lovely amazing brilliant creatures and mm. the idea of keeping them all inside all the time is just miserable so yes he would have to build a hell of a lot of houses uh for me to be able to forgive that yeah but quantifiably could get into your good books then it's just the amount of houses he needs to build no i don't think there's so, any amount actually. really is that what you were saying is that what you meant, but it's not what you said? That's what I meant, but I wasn't able to formulate that. Mm. What I felt. All right. I think, right, the devil will be in the detail with, with this housing. If he says, and, and this is how, there's all these schemes that go up all over London. And because of lax regulation, uh, we allow these property developers to get away with it. But it's a case of, you know, every new development that goes up in London, all these skyscrapers going up you know like the tower of bloody babel throughout london and they say well yes there's going to be a quarter of the homes are going to be affordable and then uh they seem to weasel themselves out of it by having the door to the affordable houses another way then they manage to sell off some of the affordable housing etc mm. etc so 
as long as there is strict oversight by the parish council, I'm looking at you, Neil, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for this. You know, it's a case of um, we talk about um, rural um, homelessness. We talk about homelessness full stop within the UK, which is an absolute scandal. And yeah, as long as there is proper oversight, I say let's have mixed mixed developments, but let's have some affordable uh, housing. It's just um, you know a modern way of saying social housing. Let's call Isn't it what it, amazing, it is. Isn't it amazing, by the way, that Neil, who is ridden roughshod over by his entire family and half the village, manages to turn into Kofi Annan every time he's operating <laughs> the council meeting? He's suddenly brilliant. You know, he's handling all the hecklers and he's letting people have a, their say, and he's you know, and you just I... think. Who are you? I've always thought that Neil was a massively underserved character in terms of the amount of airtime he gets. Yeah. Because he's a, ma- a fantastic foil for Susan. Yeah. And then he's some champion bell ringer as well. So he does have this other life. He's like Clark Kent and <laughs> Superman, isn't he? He's like champion bell ringer. And yeah, he rocks at the parish council stuff as well. <laughs> and, and let's be honest about it. In the class divide uh, that is Ambridge... Neil shouldn't have that role. He shouldn't. No. His accent no. is all wrong and yeah. whatever. It should you know, be like Robert Snell or somebody like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or Jimmus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Jimmus running the meeting? That would be... Oh, oh, <laughs> or uh, all the minutes would be read out in Latin. It'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gendum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is the end. Awesome. Uh, We've got no emails, have we? Okay, folks, it's that time of the show where we take five, we go do something else for a little bit, and uh, uh, we'll see the other side with some tip-top yokel bear action. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. 
Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in, um, in a classroom for a year. And... Awesome, yeah. Um, for me, I... Well, and I think the reason that I somehow managed to, to win in the end is that, for me, it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together. Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday 15, which you can get, of course, from a podcatcher of your choice. Hello, I'm Lucy, and this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years, and I meet people that, as a dog walker, you talk to people. Um, if your dogs get on, you tend to just, you say, which way are you going, can I come with you? And you just sort of amble along and you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations. Partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front, so there's no embarrassing eye contact. If things get a bit heavy, if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult, then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit. We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant, have children. We've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died and the owner says, oh, I can never have another one and then in a couple of months time they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them and um, we've seen people's marriages break down, new romances start. It's a lovely way to start your morning. It never fails to give me something, something nice to think about, something interesting to think about even if it's not nice and having a dog is a sort of a, a universality really. The people aren't all like me as I hope you'll realise over the course of the series. Leading up to the 1860 election, in walks a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln, who is the Republican candidate. The Republicans to the South re represent the ending of slavery. And Lincoln, despite the fact that his sentiment was always in the beginning to preserve the Union rather than to abolish slavery, becomes the lightning rod of anti-Southern sentiment. And he ends up winning the election in 1860 with no support from the South. The Guardian, Manchester, Tuesday, November 20th, 1860. Summary of news, foreign. The details respecting the presidential election furnished by the New York journalist, not complete, 
but that not only assure us of Mr. Lincoln's election, but show that the Republican Party has obtained far more than the requisite number of votes for his return. It is calculated that New York, Pennsylvania, the New England states, New Jersey, and the Northwestern states give him 171 electoral votes, or 19 more than the majority required for the election. The total number of electoral votes being 303. It is not improbable, too, that this majority may be further swelled by the result of the elections in the Pacific states of Oregon and California. We have no account of the manner in which the Southerners have received the intelligence of Mr. Lincoln's election. The next advices will no doubt be filled with fierce Southern declamations and protest, but it is not very likely that any Southern states will do anything mere than talk loudly about succession. Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes from Washington to Obama. 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown. Hello Dumpty Dum, it's Yoko Bear here calling with the Social Media Roundup. Starting off the weekend on the Book of Face, um, talked a little bit about this housing plan and um, whether Pat and, um, Pat and Tony should sell that bit of land. And we talked about inheritance, you know, who inherits what and what have you. Um, Joanne Smith says, will nobody think of Helen's legal fees? This could wipe out that debt in one fell swoop and there'd be extra uh, extra left to pay for Tom's wedding that he skipped out on. No, actually, Joanne, I don't think Tom's going to get married very soon. It's a bit miserable at the moment. Jenny Allen and Clive Davis also post some really interesting stuff about affordable housing um, and how that works. So go and have a look at those posts because they were quite interesting. Paul Taylor says, though, blimey, what would the pigs, the housing development, quote, taking care of Lillian and all that stuff on Albert Square? I just don't know where Justin gets all his energy from. Yeah, he's a bit active, isn't he, really? Um, on inheritance, Joe DeBank says, Johnny's going to be fine because he's going to marry Lillian after years of friendship um, or and both of them going out with other unsuitables, so he'll be fine. Well, that's good, really, isn't it? Scott Matthewman says, you know, can't Ruth and um, I can't see Ruth and David turning down the chance to ba- balance their books. Uh, we also talked a little bit about Toby and this whole thing about him not being friends with Pip anymore, and whether it was a burst of self-awareness and honesty from him. Was he being mature? Well, Valerie Bayliss doesn't think so. She said, nah, it's just him trying to move away from his 5K debt. And Martin van der Heuvel, well, he wasn't impressed with Toby. He said, what a pathetic drama queen. Terry Gardner says, but yeah, it is a good mood. He's in survival mode, but easy, it's a good move. Also, we had a really fun post. Um, the rules were, who would you, which three people would you invite to a dinner party um, if you were holding one in Ambridge, and which one person would you snub? Um, there are far too many to read out, um, uh, to read through all of them. Lillian came out really well. A lot of people mentioned Lillian. Also, Jim was mentioned a lot in the same sentences, but there you go. Um, 
Jeremy Renwick, though, says, let's be mercenary. A dinner party of Justine, Lillian and Elizabeth, the money of the village, plus a single businesswoman of means, uh, round about Jeremy's age, has all the right business connection. Yes, I think that's just a business meal, isn't it, Jeremy? Um, also, as well, Rupert Brun said, and a lot of people echoed this, Susan for the gossip, because she invented alternative facts. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Uh, there was a lot of love for Jim and Jazza and Jolene. Um, Brian got a few invites, which uh, surprised me a little bit, but, you know, what can you do? Um, Andrew White was quite representative and said, Lillian, Lillian and Ian and Susan equals a fabulous time, but no Eddie Grundy. However, Andrew White also said, would not mind a private dinner with Charlie Thomas. Well, yeah, Andrew, you keep your hands off him. I saw him first, OK? Back off. Um, so, yeah, it's a really fun thread, that one. So go and have a look at it. There's loads and loads and loads of different combinations of who you would take. Um, also, as well, on the forum this week, a big hello to a new poster called Fat Friend, um, who is um, an American who'd lived all of their life in uh, adult life in the UK. Um, and their first character they remember is Neil Carter, when he came back to Brookfield as a t- teenager, and as they put it, was ever so good friends with Shula. Mm, indeed. Also, as well, going back to the whole money and land thing, um, Cosmo's got a really good po- um, a really good post on the forum about whether they should take the money, whether Pat and Tony should take the money. Basically, no. Um, it said to sit tight and tell Justin to take a run and jump. I probably trust Cosmo on that one because he knows his stuff, doesn't he? Also, as well, um, Audrian Kuvarubius said, does it have to be Freddie who takes over and inherits from his mother yeah i noticed that this week too mentioned about freddie's inheritance what about lily because let's face it that whole thing about her sorting out the flowers i think that's a bit of an indicator who's going to be taking over at lower Loxy. anyway that's me done for this week so cheerio thank you for that king of the yokels mr yokel bear um lucy mm-hmm. can you can you hit us with some rather Delicious tweets. Uh, this was, I think, on Sunday, uh, just to be serious for a minute, on Sunday everybody was feeling um, very low after the London Bridge attack. Um, but Smith Peter Scott put it very nicely and said, I was not in the mood for the tweet along, but I decided the British thing to do would be to make rude jokes about Pip. Quite right. I was very proud of the tweet <laughs> alongers. Everybody just got on with it and had a cup of tea and made sniggery jokes about the archers. Hoorah! Uh, Right, Viv RH was also talking about pigs, like I was, and she said, they're intelligent, they have a great sense of smell, and they taste delicious. (laughs) 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 Um, Helen Sib said, the world has changed, we are all Linda Snell, apart from Justin Elliott, Brian and Donald Trump. (laughs) I love the fact that we can equate Justin and Brian and Donald Trump all together. Um, Ackley Lewis said, Pip is operating heavy machinery whilst Toby shrieks, cooey, and waves his hanky. (laughs) I think that is progress. I really like that bit. When she stopped and went, what do you want? After he leapt around shouting, woohoo, Pip. Uh, And this is Tweet of the Week, Loma Lindy, who says, admittedly, that she was cross when she tweeted this, but it made me laugh. 
Johnny, grow a pair. Rex, you never had a pair. Toby, get rid of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. That's very, very good. Very good. Oh, I love being part of the uh, greater archers community. There's some very clever people there. There are. Dumdydum.com, folks, is where you can go and find our website. You go onto the interwebs and you type in dumdydum, which is D-U-M-T-E-E-D-U-M.com. You go there, you see cats, dogs, people talking about stuff, all generally round about the archers. That's the kind of the general focus. Also on that self-same website, you can find Tractor, which is a way for you to pin yourself to a map, uh, pin yourself to our map of the world, and then you can see which uh, dum-de-dum arch-obsessive person lives close by you and then possibly you can meet with them have a coffee. Also on dumdydum.com, there is the forum. A certain amount of life has been breathed into it this week, uh, and we need to keep that going. So for the love of all things holy, I beseech ye, get your ass onto the dum-de-dum forum and let's keep that thing going. Awesome. No map of the week this week. I had a couple, but I'm storing them up. So uh, message to you, good listener, if you love a map, tweet me a map in the next seven days and it'll be on the map section next week now lucy mm-hmm. how many ways can people help up to keep our little show on the road um we are uh, two sorry uh <laughs> yes <laughs> if you would like to help i went off script i'm sorry the road, there are two ways this can be done you can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or, or you can go, oh. you can go uh, it's not there or you can sponsor us at patreon Thanking you. And it's uh, $2 a show. And uh, there are some 40-odd of you that uh, Patreon to us each month. And uh, we're internally grateful. Uh, because just this internally. week... Internally. <laughs> we're internally I said, I, didn't I, I said it eternally, didn't I? <laughs> it sounded like inter- well, internally grateful. <laughs> well, the recording will determine exactly what I said. <laughs> I know that I meant to say eternally but it's quite possible quite with like my being internally grateful oh shush <laughs> now just to, just to tell you folks how um your uh your, how your cash holder does go and help keep our little show on the road um speak pipe that facility costs 106 pounds it's a rather funny sum of money but 106 pounds annually and the bill for speak pipe has just come in so uh the monies which we got in last month will go to pay for speak pipe and kind of without speak pipe, this is only half the show of which it, which it is. Oh, God, this is only half the show. <laughs> uh, you know, so that shows you how important your donations actually are. So uh, we're not living, um, living in the lap of luxury off of your <laughs> donations. Not yet. Anyway, we need Cosmo to do our books and maybe <laughs> we can sort that out for us. We need um, Kent to do our books. Anyway. Oh, God, no. Uh, remember, folks, uh, to get in contact with us. Uh, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe, which just said costs £106 a year for that facility. Or you can call us via um, Vitel, which is a wonderful uh, donation. They're actually, Lucy, you know this. They give us this facility, don't they? I know. They're so kind. Yeah. We have to thank you to them for ages. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're awesome, Vitel. So thanks for that. Uh, you can call us on their number, which is 0203 three one zero five to leave us a telephonic message as goddess diva always does now on social media specifically twitter you can find us where we're at dum-de-dum and that's me and lucy and harriet and yokel bear and uh, millie bell and if you just want to find me 
though I struggle to understand the reason why anybody would really follow me on, on the Twitters, but I'm actually at Royfield. And Harriet is at, what's she at, Lucy? Sandwiches. Awesome. Now, on Facebook, you can find us by simply typing in Dumb T Dumb. You don't need me to tell you how to spell that, and uh, all manner of fun and hilarity goes on there. Now, Lucy, we're at yep. the end of the show. Any passing shots, any end thoughts? Um, I saw Wonder Woman this week. Did you? What yep. did you think? I really quite liked it. Um, yeah. It was, they play, they've got a pitch perfect in terms of, so she's this Greek, uh, you know, this demigod and yeah. she's never seen a man before so there's there are certain scenes which are which are quite funny where she sees steve trevor in, in the buff and she said what's that type of thing and but also she has this wide-eyed naivety about the world and they play that really well with the fact that she's just a kick-ass warrior and she can just take anybody down she's absolutely rock hard uh so the line between her being tough but also naive um is you know carefully tread and you absolutely believe her romance with steve trevor this is one in in terms of them as a couple falling in love and him admiring her and her learning some stuff about him about actually how the world really does work i actually thought it was actually really quite beautiful and um so it has lots of heart oh yeah i thought it was good and I, I read Ron review and mm. um, it was a press showing and the guy said, so, you know, the credits, uh, sorry, the title sequence rolled and this woman stood up and said, I've been waiting 30 odd years to see Wonder Woman in film and started clapping in before the thing had started. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a very good film. The only thing I would say, too many, for me anyway, um, heroic uh, fight sequences which were done in slow-mo and the final scene which was all death and destruction where she defeats the baddie um, was typically DC and all dark and fire like Batman versus Superman but actually the heart of that film absolutely quite brilliant and the switcheroo on the baddie was genius absolute genius I didn't see um, who the baddie actually was coming at all and some people have actually said that the generally what you have in, in these kind of movies is you know the protagonist and the antagonist know each other from, from day dot and it's about how uh, it's about their relationship and the they didn't know that each other existed but there's a great switcheroo in, in it and i thought that that was very clever so yeah i recommend everyone go see it and not just uh, not just um, girly whirlies and, and big girly whirlies that once were girly whirlies that remember Linda Carter in the 1970s spinning and flying in an invisible jet. Very good film. She was great. I loved her. Yeah, you you and half the planet. The amount of agonising dreams I had to Linda Carter and the Bionic <laughs> Woman, age seven. It's like, oh! I was convinced I was going to marry the Bionic Woman. Convinced. Oh. The Bionic Woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not Wonder Woman? Um, you know what? I, I don't get me wrong. I really like Linda Carter, but there was something about the curled lip of the Bionic Woman that she just actually did it for the little seven, eight-year-old me, oh. and I just went to sleep saying, I, "I remember praying, 
Please, God, when I grow up, can I marry the Bionic Woman? Oh! <laughs> Serious. Oh, just, oh, me and my cousin would just, I'd just, she'd come on and you just go, oh, just that, yeah, 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 Bionic Woman. I was like that about Peter Purvis. <laughs> oh, how do you feel about Mr. Nokestein passing away? Get down, Shep. Well, yes, it's very sad, mm. but he was very ill, so not that sad. All right. So tell me about you and your Peter Purvis obsession. No, that was a joke. I didn't really have an oh, obsession with Peter Purvis. Really? <laughs> also, his name sounds rather rude, doesn't it? The alliteration <laughs> on the P. <laughs> Pervy Peter Purvis. No, I'm not saying that you are, Peter. You're the only one of the 1970s that wasn't Pervy. So, Lucy, <laughs> we've done Wonder Woman. Uh, are you going to go and see it? No. Why not? I don't do that, do I? I don't. I don't like superhero things, and I don't like the cinema. But you like I'm Greek a, mythology because you like the classics. I am a miserable old cow. That's what I am. Uh, miserable you are sometimes. Old you are not. A cow uh, in temperament, <laughs> maybe, but definitely not in uh, <laughs> physiologically. You are actually a Homo sapien. But loose. Go take your kids there at the weekend okay. or get Simon to take them there it's yeah. a great thing your little daughter will come back all kind of like you know women can kick kick ass too there's well, a I one she is already I didn't need any more oh she was teaching you how to Millie Rock yesterday she wasn't was. she yeah now, she was saying don't tell anybody I've told you this and don't do it in public and don't blah 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 blah, blah. is she rather good at it uh, she's okay William's really good mm -hmm. but he won't teach me so she'll teach me grudgingly. But it's really hard. I really enjoy it, though. I really crap at it. <laughs> I'm it's sure you're really not. It's good for you to do something that you are absolutely shit at, I think. Well, it's all... And, just, and just get very, very, very slowly better. <laughs> but really slowly. But I just... It's, it's, quite, it's quite addictive, all these... Because I was looking up all these different dances. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's really interesting. Where they all come from and all that sort of thing. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And how each generation, each kind of um, kind of community latches onto something, and in effect, all they're ever doing is just rebadging something which happened yeah. before. Uh, with the arrogance of youth, you think that no, 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 this was uh, invented by by such and such, and this came out of Detroit in blah blah blah, yeah. and this is from from the you know the projects in Philly. was talking about cutting shapes she was showing me cutting shapes and i mm -hmm. said that's basically the charleston and she said the what and i and i showed her it and she said oh god it is no and it's really absolutely odd. absolutely the first time i saw that i went that's 1920s dancing yeah and yeah the guy's like no 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 no. this is this new move i saw everyone's doing yeah. it in the clubs i went yeah, yeah. i think you'll find <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's skillful, it looks great, but I yeah. think you'll find it's, you know, been, done it's been done about 90 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the first person that busts that move dancing to jazz in the 1920s, you know, one of their grandfathers tapped them on the shoulder. Yeah. Actually, we were doing that back in the 1840s. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. All right, Lucy, this has been a pleasure. Good. Right then. I'm glad it's um, so, am I taking next week off? You're going to do it with Mr. Naked Fingers. Um, yeah. How do I get hold of him or whatever? Uh, uh, Twitter, I think. Very carefully. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll reach out. Shall I? Oh dear. Yes. I'll. Uh, yes, I'll. Uh, yeah. 
guess. I'll get my people to speak to his people and uh, we'll we'll make the uh, said same arrangement. All right. Toodaloo. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 